10 wins, 18 podiums, and Max Verstappen is world champion. But it wasn't without controversy. Hello and welcome back to the Scenario 7 podcast. My name is Sam and we're here for an Abu Dhabi race review. Last race of the season and it all built up to a massive moment and that moment happened. It wasn't on track though, it looks like it might happen in the courts. But anyway, I'm going to be joined by my great two, uh, two co-hosts, it's Josh Bacon and Joe Roberts. How are you two doing? Uh, could be better, Sam, but I'm cheered up with the, the fact that you've done your best intro and you've said it to the <laughs> end of the season. So yeah, nice, nice of that to happen. Yeah, is there anything positive today, Sam? <laughs> thank you thank you guys I appreciate the praise but um yeah we're here for as i said nabby dabby review lots of controversy first of all without going into too much detail about what went wrong what were your general thoughts on the race um speechless um and and yeah i'm i Without getting too into it, I, I thought it was kind of a disgrace uh, of what happened at the end for basically F1. Uh, if we forget about the last few laps before the safety car, the race was, was actually quite interesting. They, they, made, they made it quite entertaining and it, it seemed as it would be a, a cruising victory for Mercedes because the car just looked that much faster than Red Bull. Then we then include the last five or so laps and it's just a made the sport look a bit stupid so um yeah mm, right yeah it was um it, it was certainly an interesting race at the at the last few laps but let's let's go back to where this all began and that's on saturday we had um hamilton heavy favorites put his car on pole but we ended up in max on pole position after a tow from perez he then returned the favorite and and uh towed perez mercedes stuck to what they normally do where they switch every weekend, he goes up first, they don't tow each other. My question to you guys is, because Max put his car on pole and was very, he didn't even, he aborted his second lap in Q3 because he knew he had so much of a gap. So my question to you guys is, why did Lewis and Bottas not do a tow? Why did Mercedes not do that when they saw that the Red Bull was gaining so much time from it? I feel, I feel like um, Lewis doesn't like having a toe. I feel like he prefers to have a clear track in front of him where it's just him and the car and it's just down to his pure ability and what he can get out of the car instead of instead of a toe. I'm sure maybe Mercedes were like questioning it or asking him if he wanted it, but I think it's more of a down to his decision that he doesn't want it and he just prefers to have a clear track in front of him. Yeah, I, I agree with Josh, but I also think it, even if Hamilton did get the toe, I don't think it would have improved. I think I remember listening to the radio um, that uh, Max was like a, a, a tenth up on his time, even through having that slipstream. So Max would have always got pole, in my opinion. Mm, yeah, no, it, it was, uh, it was a, fan, a very dominant session from Verstappen, despite the fact that uh, Hamilton looked at heavy favourite and it was very impressive. And then we go into the race and Hamilton had a much better start. We start on lap one. His reaction time was a whole tenth quicker. And Lewis went into first place after an excellent start. And our first flashpoint happens at turn seven, where we had Max diving down the inside, Hamilton having to go 
through the runoff area and came out in front. Red Bull felt very aggrieved by this and the stewards felt that no action needed to be taken because of the fact that they felt Hamilton gave time back on the straights. I want to know what you guys made of that decision. Uh, I thought it was a diaphragm for Max Staffen. Personally, I thought it was. It was very um, yeah, far back and kind of did what he did in Saudi Arabia, but kept it on the track. I, 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 part of me does think they should have given the place back, but I, I think why, yeah, again, come to conclude that I, I, seen it back. I personally think that Hamilton should have gave gave him more time. I don't think turning it around would have done anything, but I would just say maybe chop a bit more time off um, that Max Stappen lost. Yeah, it was definitely a, a late lunge from Max. And I think Lewis chose to go off was if he broke and then tried to stay on the track and stay behind Verstappen, he probably would have lost the place to, to Perez as well. So he probably took the risk of going further on and probably he probably thought he would have to get the position back, which is only one rather than two. Um, but for some reason, the FIA or the stewards thought that um, he gave enough time, but it didn't look like he gave enough time back. So I, I think he should have definitely given the place uh, back to the Slappin in that one. Yeah, I, I probably agree with you that he should have given the place back. Admittedly, the move was quite a bit of a dive bomb, but he did keep it on track. So it was kind of a it was kind of a fair move. It was it, it's an interesting one because. All the former drivers, all the Sky Pundits, you had Rosberg, you had Button, you have Damon Hill, you had Martin Brundle, they all felt that the place should have been given back. And they watched so many replays and they still felt that. And I think I, I would agree with them. And it'd be interesting to, if they he did give it back, what the end race result be, whether the roles were reversed of what happened at the end of the race. But let's, let's now move on to, there was a few... DNFs, which I'll run you through. First of all, Kimi Raikkonen. Oh, heartbreak. Last race in Formula One, lap 28. And he hits hits the uh, wall with brake issues and then brings it home into the garage and just retires. What a shame. For someone who is an F1, he goes down F1 history. He's raced more races in the sport than anyone else. Fernando Alonso next season will probably break that record. But for now, it's an incredible record. He's a, he, he won a world title. And then for him to end his F1 career like that, it, it was very sad, wasn't it? Yeah. I think it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, Josh. I, 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 I think, yeah, I think I didn't. The sad thing is I didn't like the game at the beginning, the start of, well, when I started watching because he was in the Ferrari and I just didn't like it. And then, yeah, it's, it went to, then obviously went then went to Lotus and back then back to Ferrari. But I, I think Kimi has an amazing career. I think kind of what happened at the end, kind of even like going, I think we're talking to talk about Russell and Joe Venazzi, I kind of lost what I think should have been a very good farewell for him. Obviously, I don't think he really cares that much because he wants to be with his family. But I think Riken is one of the greats. I wouldn't say in the top, like, maybe, maybe you put in the top 10 in, 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 um, 
in world like world champions but i think it's just his humor his one-line puns that you get out of him i think kind of got clouded by what happened at the end and yeah i think it's the one reason as you said is is a very very sad end to the, to the race yeah it is it is sad it's not the it's not the way you probably want to go out of your f1 career but i'm not gonna lie i think i kind of thought it would happen because of how the season's been going for alfa romeo because even i think even geo retired as well so both of their cars didn't even finish the race but it's, it's sad, it's, it is sad, but I think he doesn't care. He's, he was like, doesn't really care what happens now. He's finished, he's going home with his family. But if I was his wife, I'd be like, thank goodness for that, because he now can't die, he can't die from a crush anymore, which is which is good good for them. But um, yeah, not, not the best way to end. And he's, he's had a, a, a long, a really good career. And I think he'll be happy with what he's done. And I think he's definitely glad that he's finally out of the sport. It wouldn't surprise me if after a year of being home, he gets bored and goes into rally or something, because that's the kind of driver he, he does love the sport. But it was a day to forget for a lot of the people moving teams. It was really sad because then we had Russell on the same lap, uh, retired with gearbox <coughs> issues. A few uh, a few laps later, Giovinazzi, as you said, um, break, broke down to the side of the track, causing a VSC. It kind of made things interesting then because... You had um, Verstappen pitting, and uh, we were both saying, Josh, in the chat, uh, that Hamilton should have probably come in. But then on reflection, if you ignore after the end of the race, it Verstappen wasn't gaining enough time. It was it probably ended up being a, a smart decision uh, for them. But I, I, another driver I feel bad for is Giovinazzi because oh, both the Alfa Romeo's breaking down in their last races in the sport – Giovinazzi, there's a bit of room to come back, but realistically, this is his last race in Formula One. It's very unlikely they'll look at they'll most likely look at a rookie because there's been times when excellent drivers have left the sport and they've just been because they've left, they haven't gone back to him, aka Nico Hulkenberg, hashtag bring back Hulkenberg. But um, yeah, it, it, it was a sad one. Um, and then now let's move on to the flashpoint. The, big controversial moment and it all came from the king Nicholas Latifi <laughs> losing it at turn 14 a lot of drivers have done this over the weekend let's not all be like Latifi you're an idiot how can you do this he just had a battle he was on the dirty side of the track and he lost control of the car into turn 14 went into the wall bringing out a safety car and this safety car was probably the most dramatic safety car in F1 history. It, it really has to be said because what has happened after the race is crazy. So first of all, it was said that no lapped cars were going to overtake. So there were about five cars between Lewis and Max. Max pitted and still came out second, but there were lap cars in front of him. Mercedes were sitting pretty. They were fine. There were cars between them. Max was never going to overtake all of them and then get Lewis as well with one lap to go. But then Michael Massey decided to let five cars through, despite eight cars being um, needing to unlap themselves. He let five cars through, the ones between Lewis and Max, leaving the three others behind. And <laughs> I think it's fair to say Toto Wolf wasn't too happy about that decision. 
And it came down to the last lap. Max was on softs, which he, he I mean, they were worn, but they, they're soft tyres. And he need, and Lewis was on old hards. And of course, the first opportunity, Max, Max took the position. I mean, Lewis didn't have DRS because DRS doesn't come in to, into two laps after. And Max was uh, Max was away, even though I think Lewis put up much more of a fight than a lot of drivers would have done. So, what is the controversy? So, first of all, um, Mercedes lodged two protests today, saying that the FIA did not follow their own regulation, which were both rejected, but have since been appealed. And now we're going to get into regulation. Didn't think I'd be doing this on the podcast, but let's. The first, uh, the first protest they had was uh, in relation to Article forty-eight point eight, which said, "When safe to do so, lapped cars may now overtake." And then at the end says, "Once the last lapped car has passed the leader, the safety car will return to the pits at the end of the following lap." And then the second part was 48.12, which said, with the exception of the cases listed under A to H below, no driver may overtake another car on the track, including the safety car, until he passes the line for the first time after the safety car has returned to the pits. There is definitely an argument, and quite a strong argument, that both of these rules were broken. And I know Joe especially is very aggrieved by this, and I am not very happy with it either. And I will give my opinion after. But first of all, I want to hear what you two what you two think. Oh, uh, Josh, do you want to hear the long rant? <laughs> so we get the short rant out first. Uh, go on, Josh. I think, I think yours is going to be quite long. Um, if we go, if we talk about the the seconds. The second one of uh, the overtaking uh, before the safety car. I think the ruling that happened with that one, I think is I think is fair because I think Lewis was ex- like backing him up extremely slowly, like slower than usual, and they were both going on and off the throttle like constantly. So it's I think it was too hard to judge when or when or when he when or when he wasn't going to accelerate or break. So I think for that one. If you got a penalty for that, I think it would have been harsh on Verstappen. Um, so I think that one, fair enough, nothing can happen. But then you get to the second one, and if you read all the little details on on the FIA's document or whatever it's called, there's so many words wrong in that. It just causes such a big debate. It just causes, it causes a debate that shouldn't be a debate. They should make the rules so much more clear than they are. It just puts pressure on themselves and others. Um, and for what I'm talking about is the word any. They say they can let any lap cars pass. And to change that from any to all, because then, then there wouldn't be an issue. Because the reason I think it wasn't given to Mercedes side, it was because Red Bull argued saying you can do any cars. It doesn't say all lap cars. So five could have gone through and the three could have stayed. It didn't say anything about the eight. So I think that's why... The, the appeal was denied at this stage, but I'll let Joe go on to talk about what can happen next. Um, but yeah, if, if I just stick to those those two rules, uh, two rules that were that were discussed after the race, I think one was justified and the other one is not over yet. 
Yeah, I, I agree, Josh. I think the, the, the first one I've got to go on to is, is the the safety car. I, I I've always had this opinion. I, I've yeah, it's it's F1, it's not NASCAR. I, I don't even believe you should even go be able to go side by side with another car on the safety car restart, as in it just it just gonna cause more crashes and it's and and yeah, it's just gonna end up causing mayhem and also this controversy with Mercedes appealing or not well obviously um filing a, a complaint um to the FA about it and I, I yeah it just doesn't that for me is just a rule the FIA app for me have got completely wrong I watched um the sky um was a, a post um race and they said I think Ted, Ted Crawford, Kravitz said that it's that rule is interpreted by and um, by all motorsport so it means it is interpreted by NASCAR IndyCar um, uh, like touring cars it's basically any and I know for a fact watching touring car and NASCAR and IndyCar you can go side by side um, so then the reason it was given is because they did it probably did it in in terms of an indie car or an NASCAR context when they allowed to go side by side so for me that that needs regulation needs changing um going to the second one which i even though even if it was on like Lewis Hamilton being in, in that's the um like opposite position um, I would understand why Red Bull are agreed if if they if the, if it happened to them because it is Michael Massey I think needs to be fired sacked um, the FIA the FIA need a really good look at themselves this season in terms of decision making um, there are very good arguments that they, that Michael Massey should have been sacked at Hungary. Um, for that appalling um, decision where uh, Bottas got a, uh, a five second, a five place grid penalty, where he basically took six cars out, um, and then probably yeah, and then Michael Massey's yeah, basically just a joke. Um, then you have to go into the, th the thick of all the details, all the the appeal process, and. Um, I, 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 I remember saying to Josh, I said last week, this is going to go to courts. It's why I put my prediction that Norris would win the race. Um, because I, I thought Max would do a pros, uh, center scenario and it's kind of happened, but in the opposite way, whereas it's, it's the FIA doing it. Um, and it's, it's, it's kind of, I think kind of disgraceful for the sport to do this um because it isn't going to get people interested in the sport it's going to become a joke um the only people that will actually like this decision are max fans not the general f1 fan base that just want to watch um a good show a good season um yes people can argue uh, i'm Lewis, Lewis fan, but at the end of the day, you 
you have to look at it from a subjective point of view of what decision that should have happened and the ha it should have been finished under safety car. Um, I know, as Sam's probably going to mention and he's going to say that in the report of of the uh, um, what's it called uh, the second appeal where obviously the controversy happened, controversy happened, it says that the director has the authority. I don't think Michael Massey in that position had the authority. I think Red Bull basically pushed the button way too much. And I think we're going to probably talk about it um, a bit more. I think the FIA need to close um, the pocket between the teams and the FIA and only do it for certain scenarios. And yeah, at the end of the day, um, this is going to go to the sport of arbitration. It's going to get messy. Um, this guy that the Mercedes employed has basically, I think, won most of his his rulings. I think he got Mastercard to play an over the biggest amount in in UK history. So it is this this man is serious, and the sport of arbitrations oversees the whole of of uh, F well FIA. So it could get very nasty in that in that scenario yeah it's it's really tough because Max Verstappen has been superb this season I really want to emphasize this Max yeah, Verstappen I've... has been fantastic he has been dominant for a lot of it Lewis has also been amazing both these drivers whoever won this deserved to win it in an amazing way and the FIA have taken that away the yeah, FIA, sounds, and sounds, FIA have ruined that so I, I I think honestly I think people cannot argue as in People like Lewis fans, um, mega fans, and then that hate Max Verstappen will go, oh, well, it's, it's but it, for me, it should go down on track and not through the courts. If Max won this race, yes, I don't want him to win, but I would accept it and move on. But the fact is that it's it's happened in this way is a bit... I think disheartened, even if it was gone the opposite way around, I I would say that Max should have won it. Yes, Max Saffin's a phenomenal driver and will win a world championship, obviously has. But I've got an ultimate feeling that this is going to go um, in Mercedes' favour, um, just due to the fact of the evidence that they have Um and yeah, I, I I think this is going to be quite a hard break if if it goes the the wrong way. Well, no, yeah. sorry, not the wrong way, but the wrong way for for Max. Yeah, it's it's certainly not over. And I, I think that our friend Archie put it best that Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen have taken the sports to new heights. Their rivalry will go down over a season as one of the greatest of all time, if not the greatest of all time. And the FIA have dragged it back down have dragged the sport back down i think they were disgraceful um i i there's there's been no consistent this isn't just today over the season there's been no consistency there's been no transparency they don't follow the rules that they create and i'm not really sure how they can be allowed to do this they're basically run by netflix at this point oh what's going to create the best storylines Oh, let's just uh, tell them, oh, the, 
the cars aren't going to be able to unlap themselves and then let half of them unlap themselves a bit last minute and then get the safety car in. Oh, that'll be a good storyline. Netflix to have a field day there. It's not really acceptable. It will go to the court of arbitration for sport. It it, ha- it has to, to be quite honest, because it's so unfortunate because Max Verstappen deserves that title, but not like that. No one deserves that title like that. If, if, um, if Hamilton had won like that, if Hamilton had um, won in the, opposite, in the same way, then I'd be saying the same thing. It's so frustrating because after an amazing season, we've had some amazing racing. We've had some fantastic drives and people are going to look back on the season and just see FIA incompetence. The governing body of the sport are letting the sport down. I'm not calling for Michael Massey to be sacked, <laughs> but he, over the, over the winter break, he has got to look with the FIA and the stewards at the rules and they've got to go right it's basically a massive grey area. We have to make this so much more black and white because otherwise in interpretation of the ruling and stuff like that, we can make this season in a way might be really beneficial for the sport in the future because they will look at the season and go, right, that can never happen again. This is so bad that this has happened. Right, these are the changes that we need to put in place because if they don't, then... Uh, I don't have much hope for this sport because I love this sport and it's one of the best sports in the world. And when we see wheel-to-wheel racing, we love it. That's that's what we want to see. But at the moment, it's run by the FIA who are unbelievably incompetent and they they really need to butt their ideas up. But where do they go? Where do we go from here? Is it is it? Do you think it would be fair to take about a away Max's title even though he's done nothing wrong and he's probably deserved it over the season yes ultimately yes as in I I have this opinion that everything has to be like even football F1 it has to be done the right way and I don't think it is as in the FIA have mucked up hundreds of times an example like the Ferrari engine for example where Ferrari suddenly had, I don't know, like um, some sort of, I don't know, something happened with their engine. I think it was to do with how the, the oil was fusing with the engine. That wasn't disclosed um, to the public. That was just closed in in F1. That should have, whatever happened there should have been um, filed to the public so then they can understand why Ferrari suddenly lost so much pace the season afterwards and then the FIA for me have been kind of off the ball as ever since ever since Charlie Whiting left. I think it's been the most, I would say, quite kind of um, inconsistent, um, blatantly bending their own rules to suit themselves. Um, looking for entertainment rather than doing it properly. And I think this race, they're doing it for the championship rather than managing the race as Abu Dhabi. For me, they raced it as a season, which for Michael Massey's performance, and I would argue the whole FIA performance as in John Todd, 
um, is leaving, I think, um, that the head of FIA, I think it's a bad way for him to leave sport. And I think, yeah, it's, 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 there's a lot of things that need to change at the FIA and they need to bring X, X drivers in to, to sort this out. Yeah, you asked the question there, Sam, if, is it fair to take this title away from Verstappen in this way? But then you look at the other way around and you say, is it fair that Lewis lost the title in this way? And then you just look back to FIA and say, it's your mess. You've then caused this debate of, is it fair for this driver? It's not fair for this driver. All because they can't stick to their rules. They can't make clear and con concise decisions. And this is why this we're having this discussion because they're just not consistent. They mess up too much and it just ruins the sport. It ruins the image of the sport. And I think what they've got to do this winter, like you said, if they don't sack him, they've got to at least all sit down together, go through all the mistakes they make and just say, do what you say, but don't, don't repeat it from now on. Rewrite the rules so it's clear, it's clear, it's in black and white. There are no dodgy areas where people can try and get their way out of it with, with the lawyers that they obviously have because they've got out with a few things this season. So um, it's just like going back to the, is it fair for Verstappen? No, it won't be fair if if Mercedes' uh, next appeal does uh, rule in their favour. It won't be fair for Verstappen, but it's the correct decision in a way because they've messed up. So I think saying it's fair for one or the other, you can't really talk like that it's just the mistake of the governing body has just ruined the how it's ended and just made the whole season just seem kind of pointless mm, yeah because if, if they don't clear up the rules if they don't make it black and white the sport will literally descend into chaos if the rule makers aren't going to obey their own rules why why do the teams need to obey the rules they're certainly a bad example you might as well just crash into everyone. Everyone might might as well just like smack into each other because what's the point? The rule makers aren't don't care. What well, it's it's going to descend into chaos if they don't have a look at it. But hopefully this will end up being a positive. We'll look back and be like that was the pivotal moment that the FIA got their act together, and it was positive for the sport. I see you shaking. No, your head no, 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 Sam, Sam. This this is the thing. I know you probably won't. Um... Around, I, th I don't know when you started watching F1, but there's been bigger controversy. There's been spy gating between McLaren and Ferrari. That didn't get cleaned up very well. That was a bad image for McLaren. Um, then you've got the, the crashing on purpose by um, PK toward Alonso, the win in 2008. Um, then obviously you've got the... Um, Ferrari situation. There must there was one that the, uh, then obviously you got um yeah, even in 1990 uh, 19 and uh pros um it the, 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 just because they, for me, are an organisation which are very set in their ways and protect themselves, um, as in they care about more their their image than 
um, the sport that they're just shown for. There's an, obviously they care for multiple sports, but they but F1 is the the crown jewel that they don't want to uh, make the image bad. Um, but mm. they, they, yeah, they just want to protect themselves basically. Mm, yeah, I was just trying to look at it from a positive standpoint because. All, all they can do is improve it. It can't really get much worse. It, I mean, of course, there's been scandals over the year, but you'd hope that they will learn from this and come back stronger, ready for next season. Uh, but let's let's now move on to team-by-team team breakdowns. We're starting Mercedes Red Bull. I don't really think... This, we've said a lot on how sort of Verstappen... Verstappen had did as well as he could. Hamilton also did as well as he could to win. So a few words on Bottas and Perez because um, Bottas's last race finished sixth and then Perez DNFing. However, let's be real, Perez was superb. Can we just give that man some credit? He held, he held up Lewis eight seconds. That, he, that man is an animal. Yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, sorry, George. Eric did an absolutely amazing job today. Just watching those two laps, where you could obviously tell he wasn't going as fast as he as he could do, but the way he positioned that car to make sure that Lewis couldn't get anywhere was absolutely phenomenal. It was it was great to watch, even as a a a fan wanting Lewis to win. It was still impressive and quite fun to watch uh, Perez do what he did to reduce the gap to. so Hamilton and Verstappen, but um, it's a shame it's DNF so close to the end as well. But obviously there was an issue with the car and the safety to him. But um, I'm sure he was much loved, much appreciated by everyone uh, at, at the end of the race, especially Verstappen because he's, I think he's tweeted about him as well. So um, it was definitely very sportsmanship, like a great teammate from him, which is what you expect from Checo, I think. Um, but then looking at Bottas. It's just pretty much summed his season up, or maybe the last few seasons up with Mercedes and himself. Um, just can never really find the pace in the car that Lewis can, and it doesn't and struggles to overtake because he was stuck behind Lando for quite a long time, where he just looked like he just in the car he would just breeze past, but he just couldn't. Um, so I think this race just summed up uh, Bottas uh, and how he's driven within the Mercedes in the last few seasons. Yeah, yeah, I agree with Josh. I think Perez shown his true colours and, yeah, kind of shows that he can fight with Hamilton and, I'll, yeah, I'm hoping that he can uh, have a go at him next season. There's some rumours circling around that I've seen that Lewis might retire at the end of the season, might talk about that um a bit more at the end of the well end of the podcast but yeah Perez very good drive very impressive and I think yeah as an I've been critical of him me and Josh have been critical of him don't know I I think Robert has as well a bit um but yeah he's showing that he's the form to um that he should be in there and not Alex Alba yeah, there's a, there's a few things with Perez because he I, I, I've maintained all along. If you put sometimes he's not great in qualifying. He he has been pretty inconsistent in qualifying, but if you look at 
tyre preservation, if you look at race pace, if you look at race craft, he is a fantastic driver. Admittedly, he doesn't always get it right on a Saturday, but on a Sunday, you know he will give it his all. And I think he's been a fantastic teammate to Verstappen because I said at the beginning of the season, if he gets fourth or fifth in a Red Bull second seat, I think he's had a good season. And he's, and he's come fourth, which is the best I, I, I think he could have done. I think he's had a fantastic season. And he did really well today. And it was interesting because I heard uh, there's, a, there's a few interesting rumours going around about, around about why Perez retired because a few cynics, a few cynical people think that um, there was nothing wrong with the car. And that because when he came in, Perez was saying, oh, um, I, why are we coming in? And was like really confused by it. And apparently it was some issue with, uh, like to, to do with water or something else. I, I don't quite remember it. And uh, a few people think that Red Bull deliberately underfueled the car so he could uh, give as much fight to Max as possible. I mean, I don't believe it, but I find it's an interesting theory. I quite like the controversy. Is is that against? I don't know. I, obviously, we don't read the sporting regulations because I don't think we have any time. Maybe, maybe you, Sam. But I read it all the time, mate. I just my my nightly read. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I don't know. Is that against the regulations? I don't know. As in, because he retired early, they'd never find him guilty of it. Yeah, but then there's arguments saying why didn't they Mercedes do that to Bottas? I, I don't think it's happened to be honest. I think it's just a, I think it's just a theory. It's an interesting theory. I thought I'd bring it to the table because I thought it was quite fun. But um, let's let's move on to McLaren versus Ferrari. And it was basically the same story that's happened with McLaren and Ferrari all season. McLaren started so well and then Ferrari got going and it was like, wow. I said on in the preview that I thought Ferrari were going to do very well because Binotto said before the weekend, we're really happy with our power units. We're going to put them on full power. We're going to uh, put, get the max out of them. And one of them finished third. <laughs> which is pretty crazy. So start, but to start with McLaren, uh, Norris finishing seventh and Ricardo finishing twelfth. Ricardo will be happy this season's over and just ready to restart the next one. And then Ferrari, Leclerc in tenth, and signs a fantastic third. So guys, how do you reflect on the battle this weekend between McLaren and Ferrari? It's just the uh, the same as it has been in the the last few races, unfortunately. Ferrari have just managed to find that extra pace, that extra speed to to power past uh, McLaren in the lot in the final uh, bit of the season, which is annoying, obviously annoying as a fan of McLaren. But um, fair play to them, and they 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 deserve it because they've been the, the better the better team towards the end. But I think if Ricardo found his feet in the team quicker, then it, it wouldn't have been as simple because he would have probably earned some more points earlier on in the season. But um, if we're talking about just this race, it was a great drive from Science and Leclerc, to be fair. They both had a great start, both getting past Norris. And then, obviously, just a mistake, I think, from Ferrari to pit uh, Leclerc under the safety, well, the virtual safety car, because he just couldn't make it back up again. Um, but in terms of Science, he... To me, he was my driver of the day, which I'll go on to speak about later, but it just put that car where it was needed and just kept putting away from Lando. 
and then everyone else behind him and just didn't really put a foot wrong, which is great from him. And then, like I said in the chat with Lando, another puncture. There's even there's something wrong with his driving style. It's just getting really unlucky because, again, a puncture from the, the curbs, I think it was. So, which is why he, he was, I think, fourth or fifth at the time and then just fell down and managed to come back to seventh, which is better than he's done in the last few races because it's been ninth or tenth. So, a couple of the places higher, but still a, a bit, of, bit of disappointment towards the ends. And then Ricardo, I think he just shows his struggles through the season, just could, wasn't, couldn't quite get with the car. Wasn't hasn't quite learned uh, how to how to control it, but I think he'll be come back uh, uh, fighting, come back stronger next season with the new 2022 car, and um, it'd be good to see how Ferrari and McLaren go go on next season and see if they can actually compete with Mercedes and Red Bull uh, for the titles of the championship. So it, it should be interesting. Yeah, I yeah, as if, I don't think there's much to add. I think that the only thing you can add is as I'm looking forward to next season in the way, but there's a massive going on to control the back back to the is will this kind of thing happen again as in more and more teams um get to the top. I believe there'll be four teams fighting for the championship next season, personally. Um as in looking at the progress of McLaren um, and Ferrari, maybe Alpine can sneak into that, but I think it's a bit too soon. But yeah, I, I've Ferrari looks strong and they look strong this race. Um, and Leclerc, and yeah, Leclerc had a fantastic, uh, for me, obviously pitted wrong, but had a fantastic race until the mistake by the team and science. As in, Meryn Bonotto is saying a couple of seasons ago when Vettel was there that Leclerc was like the prodigy of of every, basically Ferrari, basically in the next, they call the next like Schumacher in a way. And to science to beat him, I think that's probably, I need to be very careful with my words, but like winning a championship in a way, um, because he he he. Where well, yeah, I think in the beginning of the season didn't really get comfortable with the car, and obviously as sort of growing for the season and getting again above Leclerc is Leclerc is a fantastic driver, and getting above him does take something. And also Norris, who um, yeah, who had a fantastic start of the season that kind of dipped away a bit at the end, and then going on to McLaren, I think it's been a bit of a up and down well a very up season and then suddenly he's gone the last six races gone dipped down back to reality um and i i've got to agree with you so i think ricardo's gonna be thankful the season's over he's going to perth um for his two weeks uh um yeah two weeks are oh, what's it called um quarantine quarantine um so yeah he's gonna have fun over christmas um and then norris again it's quite sad as a mclaren fan to see him get i think it's like i think the season's got like six punches or something stupid um so yeah it's just more points dropped for him and i don't think i was on the podcast last week but 
yeah, he he should have had way more points, and the battle between Ferrari and McLaren should have been a lot closer than it was. Mm, yeah, no, Carlos Sainz, what a man! I mean, we're gonna do a season review pod, but he's definitely my driver of the season. Coming fifth, he beat every car that wasn't a Mercedes or Red Bull. First time in the Ferrari, his first season there. He took a little while to adapt to McLaren, and he rocks up in Ferrari. I'm pretty sure they, I, I'm pretty sure I recall seeing that they made sure the pedals were pretty much identical to McLaren, so he adapted easily. But yeah, what a, what a season from him. Let's move on to the AlphaTauri Aston Martin Alpine battle, the midfield and Aston Martin, uh, as we like to call it. I'm not gonna lie. Going into this race, I said I was thinking Alpha Tauri have no chance. Alpine have put way too much uh, room in front, but they gave it a very good shot with Gasly coming fifth and Yuki Sonoda coming fourth. Very, pr- I'm going to talk a lot about him a bit later, but um, yeah, fifth and fourth for Alpha Tauri. Um, Alpine, uh, Alonso in eighth, Ocon ninth, solid. And Aston Martin, 11th and 13th, both outside the points. How do you reflect on this battle? Uh, well, um, the AlphaTauri and the Alpine showed why they've been so competitive and, and close. Uh, as, and there's nothing much to between them. I think I've been very critical of Sonoda. I've called him the worst rookie. Or no, second worst rookie behind... Um, Mazepin. Um, but yeah, he's really improved. I think he's come along a bit. Um, he's, he's just slowly sharpening up that race craft in order to become a better driver. And yeah, I, I think got I think as a result that you can build on for next season. And obviously Gasly being Gasly and being solid. I think he got helped from the safety car because I think Bottas pitted, I think, because I remember him. I remember Bottas being behind Science when I was looking. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I, I think Alvatari done done a solid job this race. Alpine, I think it's just been a very average weekend, but they just got the the car home to to yeah, to just a very impressive fifth in the constructors. I would say, considering their woes at the beginning of the season. Uh, I remember, uh, I think maybe Spain saying they would finish behind the the Aston Martins and AlphaTauri. So they they they've done a very solid job in order to to improve across the season, and they'll be pushing for next season. Mm. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm not taking away anything from the two AlphaTauri drivers, but they did both get, I think, somewhat lucky to to be. Maybe not Yuki, but definitely Gazi to be to be that high up thanks to the virtual safety guys and the safety car. Um, they got lucky to be there, but I think they deserved it from what pace, especially Yuki, because he he was amazing across the weekend. So to, to finally, well not finally, but to actually out qualify his teammate in Gasly uh, through a normal qualifying session was a massive achievement for him. And to get P4, which is his best ever result in Formula One, is is massive. It just shows. Like Joe said, the improvements he's made, and I think how good his driving can actually be. So it'd be it'd be it'd be good to see what he can do next season, and see if he can try and 
keep that consistency up and actually fight alongside his teammate with Gasly. Um, but then, yeah, obviously Gasly just keeps doing it, getting into the top five or six somehow. And um, it just shows what kind of a driver he is. And I think he is too good for that seat, but I don't think he's going to go anywhere because I think he had his time, unfortunately, and he just didn't go his way. Um, but then the Alpines, uh, from the start of the season, they just I didn't see them finishing above above uh, Alpha Tauri or even Aston Martin, but they, they have done. And it just shows they haven't any experience of Fernando and then Ocon working with Fernando and just improving himself as well just shows what that team can do. Because obviously they started off slowly. It was kind of like Ferrari. They started off slowly. And then towards the end of the season, they started to pull performances back and improve their car, which is great to see. And they definitely um, deserved to finish above AlphaTauri. Um, but yeah, like Joe said, average weekend with both their cars finishing eighth and ninth. But it was enough um, to keep them ahead of the AlphaTauri. And then if we move to Aston Martin, a massively disappointing season for them because they finished, I think, fourth last season with when they were called Racing Point. Um, but that obviously could have been to do with them copying the Mercedes car. But um, forget about that. I think the, the rules and regulations this season definitely didn't help didn't help their car. Um, but the performances this weekend and for the last few races just hasn't been there. They're not doing qualifying well and there's just no race pace during the race. Um, so for them to finish 11th and 12th, I think, was the best that they could probably do, which is disappointing. Um, but yeah, I think that's all they could do. Yeah, the Aston Martin is rubbish. Like it's, it's been a rubbish car this season. They should have been... They, they kind of got really unlucky with the regulations, but yeah, their car's just not been very competitive. They've had times when, of course, Vettel got two podiums, one taken away, but... They, they had highs of that, but and there was a point in Monaco where Vettel did really well and they had a few good race results and you think, oh, they're going to turn it around, but no. Then it went back to normal and they're being absolutely rubbish. But let's move on to Alfa Romeo because we don't really have much to say on it, really. Just so sad that both drivers' last races ends in DNF, I guess. Yeah, as I've yeah, I kind of said at the beginning, it's I think it's kind of um shied away from Kimmy Kimmy's greatness. I would say Kimmy Rikin's greatness in, in the way of the sport. And Giovinazzi, well, getting out of the sport in a way that I think would be respectful for him. Um I did by the way, I didn't go to the Aston Martin uh, when we went to the midfield, but I so I'll give my view now. I I, I think Vettel, I think, was um did was he was he stuck behind? Was he 13th? Where did he finish? He, he finished uh 13th. And or 11th, Stroll, 11th. Stroll was 13th. Vettel was 11th. Yeah, I, I think looking at it, if I think I think Vettel passed the safety car. Yes. And I think Stroll did, and also Ricardo. I think that that for me, even though it was the last lap. You never know what happens between Vettel could have got a point. Oh no, sorry, Stroll could have got a point or Ricardo, or whatever. Um, so yeah, that then that points out to the how bad the controversy was. And yeah, Aston Martin will just go in with their James Bond um reveal at, at probably next season 
and actually not wait 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 I, I just remember something about that that this if you look at it the season started poorly from the Aston Martin when that show reveal happened where they where I think Gemma um I thought I thought the actress name actress name messed up her lines um yeah well that was a mess I think that's when it went downhill for them <laughs> nice Joe nice um yeah coming back to uh, Alfa Romeo it's a disappointing last race for both the drivers because obviously they're replacing both of them uh, next season all the way you want to see someone retire from the sport DNF and then someone who's leaving possibly not come back DNF as well wasn't a very good weekend but we'll talk more about it when we do the actual season review but it hasn't been a good season for them either they managed to actually finish below Williams so that that shows us how poor their car was this season but um yeah with regards to Abu Dhabi one to forget one to move on from and just focus on next season yeah, you mentioned Williams, another team with a double DNF. Do you have anything to say on them realistically? Because they're not leaving the sport. Russell, of course, is going to Mercedes, but King Latifi is taking uh, the sport to new heights without its album next year. So um, anything to say on Williams this weekend or not much? Uh, just a little bit of lack of consistency, I think. Their car worked well in some places and then definitely didn't work at all in other places windy places <laughs> yeah exactly and then just this is a lack of consistency because there was so many dnfs i think this season then for them to both well one crash and then one dnf it's just not a great way to end the season especially for russell uh for, to move to mercedes after a back-to-back dnf to then go to mercedes is not the way he wanted to probably move on but um nothing much you can do about it because it's the car's fault not his except yeah. for the tv where he crashed um but <laughs> but yeah i think next season should be a little bit a more more promising more exciting yeah i've yeah I, it's i think the latifi had just yeah just been average a very average season um but i think the more the more cons- like concerning thing is the fact that if this ruling like stays, whatever the ruling is, he's gonna be the decider of of the championship and be interesting response in the uh, next season, Silverstone, um, and how the public respond to him, even though it wasn't his fault because uh, any car can drop at any time, and then Russell leaving, I think he's kind of left. Um, they left women uh, Williams as as a as a man. I would say, as the old saying goes, he came into Williams as as a boy, like learning his craft, and then suddenly just excelled this season and has rightfully uh, got the seat for Mercedes with Lewis Hamilton. And I'm going to put a hashtag, not hashtag, a uh, asterisk behind behind that Hamilton because. Yeah, well, we'll discuss it in the you know, after this, and then, yeah, and then, yeah, Williams will progress, I think, and hopefully get in the midfield next season. Yeah, Lewis Hamilton hashtag. Yeah, um, it is. <laughs> yeah, let's hope Latifi doesn't get too much hate for the fact that he. You know, Sam, you know how British fans are. 
Yeah, I know, I know. But let's hope, let's hope he doesn't get hated too much because it wasn't actually his fault. Admittedly, he did cause the safety car. But as you said, they can drop it. Uh, drivers can drop it any time. It was the FIA's incompetence which were um, at fault. At least George Russell wore, wore a very smart suit this weekend and promoted a movie, even though his car ends up in a wall. So at least he's getting the paychecks. He, he's leaving a happy happy boy. I mean, admittedly, two DNFs is his last races. Who cares? He's just getting a paycheck from the King's Man film, which is, is coming is out, and he's going to Mercedes. He's, is it going to be a crash? He, he's happy. He, he, he okay, can you didn't happy. get the pun, did you? I didn't hear it. Is, is it going to be a crash? Yeah, no, not very funny, Joe. I, I wouldn't go into comedy, mate. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Um, let's move on to our final team. And we only had one driver. I thought that they'd get Pietro Fittipaldi in uh, to replace Nikita. But obviously, because of COVID, they didn't really have time because of all the... Pietro was probably just looking after his brother because of like the massive crash he had uh, in Jeddah. But yeah, Haas, Schumacher finished 14th last. Not very interesting. And Mazepin had COVID. So <laughs> what do you have to add? You can't be critical of Mazepin this week, Joe, because he literally did nothing wrong. Oh, no, so, no, no, no. I've, we send I've, our best wishes. Sorry for him. Yeah, we send our best wishes. In, yeah, yeah, I, oh, yeah, honestly, I think... At the beginning of the season, obviously, with the um, I forgot what happened. I think it was like this is it not sexual, whatever, uh, allegations and that I think kind of put a dampen on um, his ability. And obviously, with the Haas being the Haas, I kind of the money. I, I, I honestly, I, well, you got to be positive in a way that the Haas is, is gone, it can't go any lower. It's it, they, the only way is up for them. And yeah, I, yeah, I can't say anything about anything else about Mazepin in the way that just yeah, I hopefully he gets well soon, and um, yeah, just fine for next season. And then Mick Schumacher, yeah, I, I, I honestly hope he gets a decent car because he, he does have skill. He just can't use it, and hopefully he can actually race wheel to wheel and not have a basically year. Uh, just not knowing because you've just been alone just doing a whole year of testing. Mm, yeah. 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 Joe's pretty much summed it up. But um, obviously, get well soon to, to, to Mazepin. No one wants to to see that or be to anyone to have COVID. Um, but like you, you mentioned, I think, Piatri there. Why don't they just knock on Aston Martin's door and say, hey, can we borrow an eco? Because he was there all weekend. Just chuck him in our car. He's not going to go anywhere because the, the car is so bad anyway. But why not? They, then they can have a driver at least. But obviously, just a bit of, could have been a bit of fun, but obviously it didn't happen. But um, yeah, with with Schumacher, I thought it, it didn't like it didn't look like he was going to finish last. To be fair, he was racing the um, Latifi quite well and stayed in front of him. So they might not even come last if Latifi managed to not bin it. But um, I think it was a. a an all right end to the season for Schumacher, but obviously not not for the other side. But um, yeah, not really much more you can add to that. Yeah, Fittipaldi, not Piastri. Piastri is the winner of Formula Two. Oh, who cares? I think I was trying to say Pietro instead of Piastri, his first name. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll we'll say that you meant that, Josh. Go, we'll we'll say that. But um, let's move on to driver of the day. There are definitely some candidates. 
Um, there's a yeah, there's a lot of good drivers. Who have you guys gone for? Because it, it, it's it's an interesting one. Last one of the season, so make it special. Yeah, I said I said mine earlier with uh, Carlos Sainz, and uh, I've gone for a Ferrari. Yes, I have, but um, he de- he deserved it to get on the podium after all that lot and celebrate with Verstappen. <laughs> Um, was a, a good achievement and a good race result. And then um, he just drove flawlessly, no mistakes, got the start perfectly, jumped quite, I think, quite a few people because he was behind both Lando and Perez. So to jump them both, or was it both of them or not Not Perez? But he started seventh, so he yeah, jumped so a he lot of people. jumped a lot, so a great start. And then I, did, I thought he started fifth. Yeah, I'm looking. Fifth. I'm looking started, at Leclerc. Yeah, yeah he started fifth. Yeah. He jumped Lando and Perez, though. Yeah. yeah, great start, and then just to hold them both off and just to round it up, round that season up with a podium, which is a, a great way to end the season. Yeah, I honestly think you can give it to probably five drivers, but obviously, I, I, I'm I'm going to give it to Hamilton, but I'm also going to give it some of it to Max as well, as in. It's honestly, as in, again, it, I don't know why. Well, the one thing fine annoying is always goes back to the FIA. But if it didn't, as in, we're witnessing probably the two greatest drivers of F or F one of all time. Um, as in Hamilton, just with the pure speed, um, and then obviously Max, and then they're like. I think at one point they were like a second fast or like half a second faster than the rest of the field. And yes, that's due to their card, but then obviously you had Perez, you had Bottas. Um, so yeah, I think Max and Lewis was a level above. And again, if it is Hamilton's last season, it's, it's, will, will people, use it in a very salty manner. Oh, he's just running away from a fight. But yeah, I I honestly do believe that he he's can leave the sport in dignity. Um even though um he hasn't won that uh eight fold title. Mm, yeah. For me, driver of the day is Yuki Sonoda. I I really like him as a driver. I think he's He's great. He's like a Max when he entered the sport in the first year in the fact that he was very raw, but he had so much talent. And his qualifying was excellent, finished P8. He was P4 at one point, but he had the lap deleted for getting a bit out of shape, um, literally around the last corner. So really unlucky there. But beat Gasly by four positions in qualifying. Then... Starting eighth, finishing fourth. He may have got some luck at, like during the safety cars and all of that. He he may have got luck there, but you've got to be there to get lucky. He had to put himself in that position. His as in terms of his season, he he has started like very. He he he's such a raw driver in the terms of you can see the talent. He has so much talent, but. He bends it. He's just, as the season goes on, he's got more and more mature. Albon has helped him. Um, he, he attributes some of that um, progression to Albon and helping him uh, to get better. And 
I think next season it'll be very interesting to see how he does because he has so much talent and if slash when he refines that, I think he could be fighting at the top of the order because he, he, he has enormous talent. It's just he needs to refine it and he was sensational today and I'm really happy for him. But Joe, you've been saying this whole podcast, we're going to talk about it at the end, is Hamilton going to retire? It's an interesting one because after the race today, he did seem unsure in his interview about next season. He's currently level on seven world titles if this result stands. it's I, I don't really know what's going to happen, but do you guys think he will retire because of pure, he's given everything, he doesn't get any better, or do you think that he's going to um, stay in the sport and fight for an eighth? I don't know. What do you think, Josh? I I think, from my personal opinion, is I think if he does retire, I think it'd be more down to the, the fact that he had a difficult season with the fact that he had long COVID. I think that has definitely shown how much he struggled this season with, with like physically and, me- and probably, probably not mentally, but definitely physically uh, as a result of long COVID. And I think if he feels like he's still suffering from that, I think that'll be one of the main reasons as to why he retires if he does. Um, I don't think, personally, I don't think he should do because he, he, he's proven that he can still win races and compete for titles and he probably could get an eighth depending on how well the car, everyone else's cars are, are made next season. But yeah, like I said, I think if he does decide to retire, I think it'll be mainly down due to the fact that he's had or still got long COVID. Um, I, part of me, as I know, I remember Damon Hill saying it's quite interesting that Mercedes are in a number of categories um, around the world. I don't think they're any anywhere in like NASCAR or or uh, or IndyCar. But part of me, I think it'd be a bit abrupt. But part of me does think that Mercedes could just wipe it. Say, oh, all right, if if you're not playing by your own rules, we'll just leave. Um, and then, uh, then Hamilton would retire. I see that being a possibility. I see being a possibility is, as Josh said, because of long COVID, and I don't think people really take into account that because they don't. Yeah, they don't really see long COVID as a problem when it, it can affect you for like a number of months. I think it affected footballers for like, I think, five months. Um, so it does take a long time to get over. And obviously, F1 is a year sport, not um, in the football terms, like six months. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that could be a problem. And then just him just saying, I, I don't want to race if if it's not fair which then i can do completely understand because at the moment the fia have got rules that you would consider two years or maybe again this is going back to charlie whiting sadly passing away that it hasn't been consistent before then you never got a controversial decision um there's been heated moments between rosberg and hamilton Yes, that was internally between 
in internally between in in Mercedes, but Charlie Whiting can actually could have hold that and hold that pressure. Um, so yeah, that that could be just a possibility to just sick of the FIA rulings, and then there's a probably a fourth possibility, which is not. I would say, I hope it is the possibility that he's just tired and just wants to focus on um in his, his inclusive tip uh, in no is um what's it called um black lives matter um movement um in um promoting you know hamilton foundation not not uh black lives matter movement but hamilton foundation in in including yeah just trying to promote um more females and and ethnic minorities into the sport that's for me i hope is is the possibility yeah is is the choice that hamilton makes if he does retire mm, yeah i to be honest i don't think this is the last we'll see of him i think we'll see him fight for an eighth if he doesn't get awards is it in the courts or wherever this goes this episode was a controversial one this race was a controversial one this isn't the last we'll hear of it and I'm very fascinated to see what happens. But I think that wraps up our podcast talking about all that happened at the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. It was our last review of the season. If you've watched till now, thank you. It was a long one. There was a lot to talk about. Remember to like, subscribe, download, whatever you need to do. What Comment below what you think is going to happen. And we're going to bring you a season review with all five of us on that is the hope anyway we'll see how that goes but the hope is to have all five of us talking about a season review soon be a as a thank you for listening and watching and we will see you then thank you